is called Tango. Okay. I like background music. Yeah, okay, we'll keep this going. So, anyway, now, unbeknownst yeah. to Dave. Arriba, arriba. This is news to Dave because to I kind of t- oh. told you and then you told me to stop. To save it for now, yes. So, I will tell my story in 13 minutes or less. Yay! Well, I went home. I, I, I happen to have oral surgery on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm not going to play yay for that. I should, let's see, what goes with oral surgery? Probably back to this. <laughs> no. <coughs> I have a good oral surgeon. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, play, play like three. Wait, play wait, wait, wait. You have a, a good oral surgeon? Yes. What the heck is that? Can you guess what he says? Dog's growling. <laughs> It's no. like raccoons burrowing, I think. I don't know what that is. Where did you get this? I don't know. No, I mean, it would be good if all of these were separate tracks, if there were like a hundred tracks on this. Well, you have to, it's now you so can retarded. tape it and make a whole, I know, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, does it? No, not, not really. Oh, well. Oh, well, at least I have this one. Yay! You know what, just randomly play sound effects, I'll keep, I'll wind them into the story. Okay. So I took the train home. After you after were on. I was, I had oral surgery. So I went to the beach. Oh. That, that where I went? No, that's, that's the airplane you took to the beach. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was great, an airplane? Yeah, that was an airplane. Boy, these aren't really good sound effects, no, are they? Here's your beach. Okay. So, I I got to the computer. Uh-huh. Tappity, tappity, tap. Where I heard a gull. <laughs> and are we You've still, got gulls. Are we, are we still... Yes. So, yeah. so, and it was very nice. So, I went to the computer... And for some reason, after oral surgery, I felt like Googling myself on the person's <laughs> uh, Remember, let's keep the show clean. Yeah. Okay. So, so I just, I went over to the, the Price's Right website. Yeah. And I saw, wow, they're having another test show on Thursday. Now it's Tuesday. This is this week. Yeah. This is the past week. Right. So, so I said, okay, you know, I can pick up a, a plane on Wednesday, get there, th- get, the, get there, and go on Thursday to the show. And then come back. Okay. So I I got myself a plane ticket, and I and, th- and thinking I had a day in between. <laughs> I got my plane, my plane had seagulls in its engine. That's it's well, it was a JFK, which is close to the oh, seagulls. Oh yeah, so. okay. So I got myself a plane ticket, uh, and a hotel, and a and a rental car. And the, and the best price on the rental car, I got a beautiful new Pontiac SUV. Ooh. I think it was a Pontiac. Was it a Vibe? Is the SUV something like that? I was, no it was lovely. It was really nice. Vroom, vroom, so, vroom, vroom. That's, that's, that was engine noise. That was and track I stayed, And I stayed at my favorite porn motel, too. Yay! The, the one where they make porn in the, in the room. Yeah, this, this was interesting. I I'm told, not, not I talking about, about this. That. Yeah. Because they're always, like, really way too attractive people staying. They're like, they're, they're like, the guys are, like, doing pull-ups in the parking lot off the... You know, the pipes that are underneath the building. It's really weird. And do the girls have pneumatic boobies? And no, the, the girls are stunning themselves by the real the pool you would never stick your big toe in. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's like, they, they, and they're just way too attractive to be at, at like a Super 8 motel that this is. Have you seen the Lindenhurst Motel? No. <laughs> I think I know what you're okay. talking about. So anyway, and they're definitely making porn in that motel. Okay. So, Anyway, I but I must tell you, so I booked everything, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I looked at my um, reservation. I said, "Holy crow! 
My plan. Wait, I may have a crow. Is this a crow? No. No, it's a seagull. All right, sorry. Just keep fast-forwarding it and see what you get. Okay. But anyway, so you... So I shaved. That's the porn movie. (laughs) What is it? I shaved? Yeah, I think it's an electric razor. I don't have the... uh, So anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Stop it now, David. I'm telling you a story. Okay. So I actually looked at my plane ticket. By this time, the clock on my computer has gone past midnight. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me that I'm taking the plane today. I don't have a day in between. I had to... And I looked up the Long Island Railroad because I wanted to take the the train to Jamaica, then take the the, the, the shuttle, the thing, shuttle yeah. to, to JFK. Uh-huh. I said, oh, my God, I have to catch a 4 a.m. train. Like, I had, like, three, literally, like, three hours to pack and get a cab and go to the... I, I, I didn't have any time. So I just packed my bags and, and got to, to the, uh, plan, the, the plane station, the airport. I packed my razor, too. Thank <laughs> you very much. So um, then I flew to California. And, of course, since it was USA, they bumped me up to first class, which is always nice. Oh, we went over the water. <laughs> <laughs> Darn, I thought it was a plane for a moment. Almost. Oh, that was a plane? No, I think that was like, kind of like a car passing. But Oh, yeah, that's true. We passed a lot of cars. Yeah, no. Keep going, keep going. Okay. Well, you got to so, about a little more. We didn't go by railroad. We didn't go by railroad. Okay, enough with that. Enough with that. All right. So, so then I got on the plane. We got to California. Via Phoenix in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Oh, and I flew into the lovely Bob Hope Airport in Burbank. Bob Hope Airport. Wow. Was his picture everywhere? No. Oh. Just the same. <laughs> and no one was seeing office. No one was seeing nothing yet, yeah. But, but it was very Did you thank them for the memories once you landed? And I thanked them for the memories, yeah. Yeah, like, not the memories. Oh, the memories. And then that was at the porn market. Actually, okay. it's a really nice airport. It's kind of reminiscent of uh, Iceland. Okay. You know, the, the so smaller and it's a very small airport. It's a it only has airport. it's a boutique airport. Oh, very nice, a boutique. I like that. Thank you. And they have two baggage things. You know, the baggage carousels both have sides. <laughs> it's like nothing is indoors in the airport. It's really yeah, it's Burbank. Yeah, but it has a, you know, if it rains, there's a cover on it. Okay. It was in beautiful downtown Burbank, and I got my rental car, and they gave me directions, and it was like, what a great place it is. It's it's right near all this. I I drove, and all of a sudden. The guy told me, drive to the end of the street and make a right. Yeah. Drive to the end of the street, and there's Warner Brothers, Brothers Studio. Oh. And I made a right, and I'm passing... Um, Warner. No. <laughs> and and I pass... Uh, um, um, where do all the dead celebrities get buried there? Oh, Forest Lawn. Yeah. Cool. So I'm by Forest Lawn, and then you know that that uh, apartment house... The har- well, did apartment? you go into Forest Lawn? Did you no, look around? No, no, I didn't really get a chance. I was... Oh. Uh, you know, I... I, I kind of shifted around because I realized that was on the way back, that it was Forest Lawn. I didn't realize, but I did pass oh. it on the way there. I also passed by the apartment complex that Jay Leno goes in to knock on people's door at the apartment complex. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Okay. So then I found my way. I, I got a little lost and I meandered. I found my way to the hotel. Yes. I had a little Pollo Loco and went to sleep. What the hell is Pollo Loco? Oh, it's very good chicken, a fast food oh. chicken restaurant. But it, it's like cooked healthy, which I like. Oh, but yeah, that is good. Yeah. yeah. So, Because um, I know you are a healthy eater. Yes. I know. Well, <laughs> you I, trust me, I needed it. Yeah. So, because I, I, I was kind of hungry. I kind of slept for the most of the flight because I was a little exhausted. So, thank you for the sound. Tra- that was track 13. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so um, I got so, yes, there. I got, on, I, got, I got up in yeah. the morning, and I went right to, 
CBS Television City in Hollywood. Hollywood. And at the Bob Barker Studio, which I, I got there a little late. Wait, it's the Bob, they call it the Bob Barker it is Studio? It's the Bob Barker Studio. Cool. It is stage 22. Of course, you know, the minute he retires, it's going to be the John O'Hurley Studio. No. No, no. Oh, John O'Hurley was one of the people who was trying out. Yes, you told me. Yeah. And he was awful. Ooh. He was terrible. Why? He just he didn't get the job. He was not prepared. And he did not do homage to the Price is Right stuff. So forget about John O'Hurley mm-hmm. getting it. What he didn't pray to the wheel? I mean, wait. no, he just he just fumbled. Around. It just uh, he wasn't good. But you said you like Price. Price was actually pretty. Yeah, that Price was pretty good. But he wasn't this time. No, it was Bob uh, John O'Hurley. Danny Bonaduce. No. <laughs> well, that might be interesting. It was uh, Doug. I think Take his name is. I think his name is Doug Davidson from uh, The Young and the Restless. Uh huh. And then there was the guy who does the 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 Las Vegas version of The Price is Right. There's a lo- what? Yeah, there's a Las Vegas version. They charge you to go in and play The Price is Right, which is oh, you mean, oh, right, okay. So anyway, let me finish my story now. Okay, yes, yes. So I go in and I stand and I'm meeting people and blah 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 blah. Yes. And we get online and then in The Price is Right you stand online forever and you eventually move and then you get interviewed by the people who are picking the contestants. Right. The contestant coordinators. At which point... Oh, by the way, walking into the lot, the security guard recognized me from the last Aww. time I was there. A couple of pages. It was like... It was amazing. They all knew me at CBS. So... There's like a wanted poster of me somewhere on the lot. Yeah. So, I got to the studio, mm-hmm. stood in line, and then I'm going to interview the contestant. They go, oh, hi. I, he goes, I don't think you can do this. You've already been a contestant on the show, and you've been um, a, you've yeah. been a contestant on the on the, the fake show, <laughs> or the, the test show. Yeah, yeah. He goes, I, I don't think you're eligible. I said, oh, uh, that's it. And the other guys go, no, I think he's eligible. I figured I wasn't eligible. So he did the John O'Hurley, O'Hurley couple of shows. I wasn't picked. And I said, oh, maybe I'm really not eligible, because I thought they liked me as a contestant. And then they, they do the Doug Davidson show, and the first four go down, it's not me. The fifth guy goes down, not me. Sixth guy goes down. Goes down on home. No, he Gets called to come on down. Oh, so he's not going down, he's coming Stop on. Stop it. Right. This is my 100% clean family show. All right, so fine, fine. I'm going to go right into Dave's Gone Bar. No, you're example. not. No, so you're don't, not. Like, don't stop me. Yeah, two minutes. Go ahead. So then, all of a sudden... The sixth contestant, all of a sudden, I hear, Jeffrey Goodman, come on down. I said, Yay! No way! I said, No way that happened. Yeah. So then, of course, I, I, we sit there and I don't get it. And there are three of us sitting in contestant row where the other people are, are spinning. And I said, This half, of course, there was a really nice woman to my right. She was really lovely. I really liked her. I met her online. I said, I hope the two of us win. Then there was a woman to my left from Watts. Oh, <laughs> she right. really, it turned out she was really from Watts. So if you want, she was stolen it from you. No, yes. okay. So, no, and I said, no, I hope all three of us win. You know, because this poor lady heard me go, I hope you win. So I said, oh, yeah, I hope you win. All three of us will will win on the second half. Well, as it turns out, yeah. I won the next thing. And they won the next two games. Well, Mazda, well, what's so the wait, your game? So yeah. Then, what do I play? The race game again. Oh, my God. And, and this time, the prizes were a little bit more difficult. So it's me, two models on stage, yeah. four prizes, and Doug Davidson going, you know, he goes, you know, the race game, you know what that means? I said, yes, it's time for Jeff to exercise. <laughs> so I, I, I put out the, all four, I came back, I pulled the, cu- the thing, the yeah. handle down, and I got zero. Wow. It was, uh, 
So I had to run back. Does it tell you if you get a couple right? Yeah, it tells oh. you how many you get right. So I came back, I switched the first and the second prize, and I said, ooh. I told the model, ooh, that's not right. I know their total is over 2,000. I'll be back later. And I said, I'm tell her. Then I switched the last two. And I pulled the thing down, and it said two. And I said, good. I know that television's wrong, and I know one of the other two has to be wrong. So I said, I'm going to take the television and switch it with the one that's $2,000. Yeah. As I'm running back. Now, remember, I've gone back and forth four times. I'm already, like, half dead or 75% dead. Yeah. I, as I'm running, I'm like, really? I thought I was having a heart attack. So I knew what I was doing, but I told him, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to die here. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm dying, I'm dying. And they're laughing at me. So I switched the two prizes. I run back, pull a thing, ding, ding, ding. I got all four. I had four seconds left. Whoa, and that was a 1000 bucks, right? That was a 1000 bucks right there. So now the other two women won their way up on stage. And believe it or not, we were in the same order. We sat in the chairs. As okay. I spun second. The woman I like spun first. The woman I like spun two spins against 35 cents. I said, I could beat that. Yeah. Of course. So I, what do I spin? 45 cents. So I, I was going to stop because I didn't want to go over. But the whole audience is going, go. You have to go over or under yeah, If you can't go over a dollar, else you're out. Yeah. So the audience go, go, go. They said, go, go, go. So I said, okay. But if I go over, it's on their head. And so I spin again. And wouldn't you know, I get 20 cents. Oh, perfect. <laughs> no, it's only 65 cents. Yeah, but it's still under a dollar. Yes, but the next woman, all she has to do is between get 65 to a dollar, and I'm okay. All right, hold on. To be continued a little bit okay. in Dave's Gone By, because i got to start the show. Do not go away. We're going to hear a little bit more about Jeff's stuff. Do not, do not, do not go away. Greetings from Long Island, where every highway is a sunrise. It's time for Dave's Gone By, an hour of comedy, talk, and music brought to you by Total Theater, with your host, Dave Lepkowitz. You've never heard anything like it, so sit back, relax, squeal if you must. Here's the host of Dave's Gone By, Dave! Well, welcome everybody to the 205th episode of Dave's Gone By. With me, Dave Lefkowitz, your host on this radio station since 2002, here every week with comedy, talk radio, music, sketches, interviews, and we've got... A little bit of everything tonight. It's going to be a wild, fun night. Do not go away from now until midnight. And I'm also here with my usual guest co-host, Jeff Goodman. You or, forgot and good friend. Uh, <laughs> on the radio, it's more important than you're the, the co-host sometimes. So, and also my always co-host on the big time on another radio station. Okay, so where was I in the story? So we? now, now we got to recap just in case people are, were watching something else and didn't hear our pre-show that starts every Sunday at 10.30. Well, Jeff Goodman is going to be on television tomorrow morning. I'm, I'm talking not public access like he is every other week on Manhattan Cable. I'm talking like big-time CBS television where Jeff is going to be, or already has been, a contestant on The Price is Right, and it's airing tomorrow, Monday morning at 11 on CBS, and that's, that's Eastern Time. What? Channel 2. On Channel 2? Yes, CBS. I, I figure most people kind of remember that, that CBS was Channel 2. Oh, right. 
Anywho, this was taped about two months ago when Jeff went down to Los Angeles, and he's on, I'm sure, a good ten minutes of the show. He does a couple of games, and I think he does very, very well. So catch it tomorrow morning. But Jeff loves The Price is Right so much that he went down again last week, a couple of days ago, to California, just to be on a couple of, or hope to be on, a couple of test tapings of the show for when Bob Barker leaves and some new hosts, or a new host potentially comes in. So you were talking in the pre-show, Jeff, that last time you were at John, or this time John O'Hurley, and he, he wasn't very good at all, and Dave Price did it the last time, you liked him. And, and now then, this guy Dave Davidson from The Young and the Restless. Right, so. and you're, I'm sure you like him because you got to come on down. I came on down for the show, and even though they told me I wasn't eligible, because they were just playing with me. <coughs> so I came on down. Now remember, I just won my I won my way up on stage. I had a hard time with the race game, but I conquered it. And I um, did the race game, won the thousand dollars there. And then the woman before me, who was a friend of mine, spun thirty five cents. I then spun sixty five cents. And then finally, the woman after me, thank goodness, went over a dollar. So she went. The woman from Watts went over a dollar, and that put Jeff in the showcase. And so that, I was so thrilled, I almost cried. Yay! I, I was really happy about it. We could double yay that one. Yay! Wow, a double yay. That, that's pretty neat. Yeah. That's exciting. So I, I love that. So now, I'm in the showcase. And, and what's hilarious is I, had, I know the other guy because I met him online too. You meet all these people online. And he knew I knew the prices really well. So we're, we're getting to, now he's the top winner and I'm the runner-up because, it, of course, I only got... Uh, fake, fake small prizes rather than he had won a fake car. In, in his oh wow! Well, yeah, okay. He he won a car that he wasn't going to get, and so he got a thousand dollars. So he starts turning to me during the commercial break. He goes, "How much are the vacations? And how much? How much is this?" And I'm going in my head. I'm going, "Dude, you're, you're my competition now. Yeah, I can't well, help you." Yeah, of course. So what do I tell him? Lion. Yeah. I said, well, vacations can be anything from Sonoma, California at $500, or it can be Australia at, uh, at $10,000. So $10,000? Yeah, yeah, because they, they price them really high. Yeah, yeah. So I said, the further away it is, that's the, the, I'd charge more. Yeah. Instead of going, I'm not telling you. I told him. <laughs> I said, now, don't you pass me garbage. Because I was just joking. Because oh, yeah, he has the t- option of... Um, Bidding or passing on the first showcase. First showcase opens. Mm-hmm. Really, really ugly, ugly wicker bedroom set. An ugger, an ugger ugly, wicker. Ugly. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't make fun of me when I can't speak. Okay. okay. It's just radio. Do your thing. So you just correct Only me. Radio, it's not big time TV. Okay, that's right. It's not the price. It's right. Channel two, eleven a.m. tomorrow morning. Okay. Thank you very much. So. But, so anyway, it's an ugly wicker be- bedroom set. Of a mattress. Five pieces of Ricardo of Beverly Hills luggage, Ooh. and a trip to the Caribbean. I said, "Wow, that's pretty." You cool. know, Ricardo of Beverly Hills was once Richie of Newark. Okay, you're making this long. Over that name change, yeah. Well, so anyway, well, um, I, I couldn't possibly make this long. Yeah, well, yeah. we are. But so anyway, of course, what does he do? My good friend passes me the crappy showcase. Oh, but at which point I went, "Ooh, good," because I know from years of watching The Price Is Right that a bedroom set and other stuff. Is usually about twelve thousand dollars, and I figure they tacked in the Caribbean vacation, which probably from L.A. they charge about five thousand dollars. So in my head, I said seventeen thousand. But wanting to be clever all the time, yeah. I said um, I forgot his name now. I said, well, I have a very patriotic bid for you. I bid seventeen thousand seven hundred and sixty dollars, 
and it went ding, and then we went to another showcase, yeah. and he got a Ford Mustang convertible and a, and a trip to like, I think he got a trip to Australia. So it was well, like, of course, he has to actually get these things. Right. Just get a and he did thirty nine thousand dollars. I said, mm, that's pretty, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I'm got, I'm like going, did a hundred thousand? Go over, and I can win. <laughs> <laughs> and so. It goes to commercial, and then they do things like they put the you, they put what showcase you were bidding for. They slide it in. I got crap. He got car. <laughs> <laughs> I got bedroom slash trip. Right, he got car. And then then they put the price in there in the in your, the side pocket. Like you want to go? How close was I? But you can't look. So um, then then all of a sudden the bad thing happened. The wow. host you came. Broke wind. The host was told to to open my envelope first. Usually, the person whose envelope is open first is not the closest to the Aww. prize. And I'm going, oh. And then he opens up. He goes, you bid 17760 The very patron, $17,776. And the actual retail price is... $18,260. I was You're only... Like 500 off. I was off. exactly $500 off. I've never seen that happen before. Wow. I said, and in my head I'm going, did this guy get within $500 and I'm going to lose? I'm going to die. <laughs> so he goes, you bid on the car, uh, $39,000. Your, your, oh, and in the commercial I told this man, no matter who wins, because I thought he might win. Yeah. I said, let's be civil and shake hands on this. Let's be nice yeah. to each other. You win. He goes, the actual retail price of your showcase is... Thirty thousand, you're over. Oh, Just for you win. So what do I do? I jump up and down, shake, shake his hand, hug like, him, yeah. and then, then hug, hug the new host, run, and run to the middle of the stage, but don't know where I'm going. And the and the two models are going, come here in front of the Caribbean vacation thing. <laughs> so I said, okay. So I hug them. Yeah, well, yeah. And 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 they're Frequently. very thin and very small. Yeah. And then I. Then we're sitting there talking, and then the one girl, in very model-like thing, takes her left hand, extends it out, and she goes, why don't we walk this way? <laughs> she really does. She just says, why don't we walk this way to the bedroom If you can set. walk that way, you can... Yeah. So we walk to the bedroom set. Oh, sure. Yes. Well, <laughs> now, Dave, how was your week? I had two models escort me to a bedroom set. Yay! <laughs> so, so we walked over to the bedroom set, at which point the announcer, Richfield, came over and shook my hand, and, and the models were around me, and oh, yeah. some other people. I was waiting for some friends in the audience, but they said they couldn't get out of the row for some reason. Because they said, come on up, because it's going to be fun for them, too. Okay. But I had a great time, and we just sat there waving at the camera. Oh, so the, at the end of the thing. Yo, oh, oh, I but, thought you got to play another game after No, that. no, I won the whole showcase. I won the big... I, I got the whole enchilada there, Dave. So... Now, what yeah. you forgot is you forgot that I, it's only you win money. So instead of the yeah, only bedroom set... What did you get, 2000 this time? 5000 I came out of there with this... I went to California for I'm a day... I'm mug you after the and, show. And I came away with $6,200, Dave. Holy crap. I don't learn that in a month. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to play yay. I'm jealous. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> so well, I, congratulations. So, so I have won... Just on two of the test shows, yeah. $7,400. My God. Well, congratulations <laughs> Thank you. for that. That's why I was so happy when I called you. And are you going to do another test show again? If they, if they, as long as it's not while I'm in Thailand, I tell them I will be back for every test show, but they're eventually not going to pick me. Well, eventually <laughs> they're going to have a host. They won't need to do any more That's right. test shows. They're going to pick. Oh, but you know what the best part of the whole thing was for what? me? What? Not winning the money, I must tell you. First of all, the best part was just being $500 off on the showcase. Okay. And the fact that the people at CBS 
knew who I was. And the guys, I talked to him after the show. I said, you know, why would you tell me I couldn't be eligible? She goes, he goes, well, we wanted to put you off. We didn't want you to know. We wanted you to be at your best. We wanted you to be surprised. I said, fine, I'll be surprised. Just tell me. Yeah, yeah. So, but he goes, and by the way, the CBS executives all remembered you. <laughs> they all knew me from the, the, the previous day. So this time she brought her resume and her headshot? And like it a, turns out yeah. that I am like a great prices right because Who knew? I could be Anybody pro- could look at you and know that you would be a great prices right contestant. I am a pro- I'm going to be a professional prices right contestant. But I also became friendly with this guy from the, the, the Young and the Restless. So yeah. I'm going to try and uh, talk to him and maybe he'll invite me down to see the Young and the Restless being taped. Cool. Well, you're not going to be able to come on down on that one. No, but I don't know. Well, I'm going to ask him if I can like just be an, an extra. You know, right. wouldn't that be fun? I think it'd be really. Good. I mean, most of the aren't most of the things taped in New York. No, no, they're taped in California. Oh, the Young and the okay. Restless. Anyway, speaking of being young and re- well, a middle-aged and restless, and we got to get to some business, and we have someone on the phone. I'm who's sorry, well, but it was a good story. It was a wonderful it? story, and congratulations! Yay! Lucky, lucky! Yay! Bastard! Anyway, <coughs> we want to thank also. Uh, we haven't even gotten to thank the sponsors of this particular program. Dave's gone by. I have enough money I can sponsor the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Well, you are one of us. Thank you very much. What's your? Uh... Oh, fancy schmancy doings. You'd have to buy an. I'm going to Thailand for a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, until a month from now, you'll, you'll, you'll start pushing that. Um, but we also want people answering the phone, so you can still call Fancy Schmancy Balloons at area code 516-797-3229. 516-797-3229 for balloons and centerpieces for your parties. Also, mortgagesrock.com. Or if you want to learn about prices right. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. We're, ready, we're, ha- we're a quarter of the way through the show. We haven't done anything yet. Let's talk about mortgagesrock.com. Yes. Where, where we, they can meet all your mortgages need. Mortgage needs Mm -hmm. and the needs of your friends. And you can earn money by getting your friends mortgages. Terrific. And you, Minuteman Press, the the, the, copy kings of Broadway. Broadway. Uh, 1315 Broadway, right next to the new Lowman's Shoe Store. You, Minuteman Press. So when you go in for your Lowman's Shoes, copy them. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You you buy one pair and then you can copy the rest. You You can feel like you have 40 pairs when you finish. Performing Arts Insider Theater Magazine. The what Bible I call the Bible of Broadway. I call it the Bible of Broadway, too. Performing I'm Arts the one who called it first. Did you? No, yes, you did. Yes, it's I been did. called the Bible of Broadway since 1944 when they founded it. I came out of the birth canal going, that's <laughs> the Bible of Broadway. <laughs> and it must have been quite a canal. Anywho, Performing Arts Don't Insider. Don't my mother this I'm not. .com is the place to find out about Performing Arts Insider. Anyway, coming up... Next, we have two amazing, really interesting, scary guests. Yet nothing more interesting than my prices right <laughs> Nothing <laughs> more than that. We have our recurring, wonderful um, rabbi who joins this program, Rabbi Saul Solomon, who is the spiritual leader of Temple Sons of Bitches in Great Neck, New York. But he's not alone this time. He's going to be talking to a swami. He's going to do sort of a, a cross religious, cross-generational kind of thing here. Am I allowed to interject in that conversation as well? Absolutely. You can be sort of the voice of reason. Or not. I'll just be the voice of the price is right. (laughs) Exactly. I just kept saying, come on down. We'll we'll, we'll be saying it to the rabbi and to Swami Bendy G. Not Bendy, Baldy G. Forgive me. Baldy G. Baldy G. Because he's quite... He's bald and maybe a little bendy. (laughs) <laughs> if you see his little yoga poses, he kind of is. So, we will be back with a Rebbe and the Swami. And me. Right after this.
Welcome back to Dave's Gone By. This is Jeff Goodman. We are being joined this evening by Rabbi Sol- Solomon. Shalom, damn it! And Bendy G. De- Swami Boldy G. Swami Boldy G. So this is segment called The Rabbi, the Swami, and Me. <laughs> so first of all, the Swami, are you there? Are you, are you, are you here in the thing? Yes, I am here, Rabbi. You hear me well? Oh, I hear. Oh, you're screaming even louder than I do. This is exciting. How are you? How was your weekend, damn it? Oh, shalom, Rabbi. It was wonderful. I had uh, my favorite uh, kosher meal. What is your favorite kosher meal, then? His wife. Kosher ham. I had kosher <laughs> ham. It you, was delicious. Look at that kosher ham. Yes. What, what exactly is that? I've never had a kosher ham. That would be Sammy Davis Jr., right? Very good. <laughs> well, maybe you won't be a straight man. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> so, Swami, when did you become a Swami? When you well, went down you know, a Sorry? Well, Rabbi, Rabbi, when I became Swami, Baldiji was before I, I was in India, little boy. I, I was on help desk, and the American called me. He says, I said, hello, my name Chuck. He says, you don't sound like Chuck. I said, you My name is Chuck. I said, he said, no, you sound like Habib. I said, I'm not Habib, I'm Chuck. Damn it. And uh, after that, uh, I got fired, and then I became Swami Bauriji. Okay, and, and was this around the same time that, that the Bible of Broadway was born, <laughs> in 1944? No, no, I think he's a little bit younger than this, although... So how long have you been Swami Bauriji, Swami Bauriji? Uh, about 520 years. Oh, so you were around. So, so how was the birth of Christ? Oh, no, that was 2,000 years ago. 520 years. That puts it at, uh, what, 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 that, what, what, that wasn't the birth of Christ. 1500s? Uh, not that Christ was ever actually born since So, so tell me, did you know George Washington? Who? George Washington, crossed the Delaware, founded the country. That was only 200 years. Oh, we would have. So he lived in line. Did you know Georgie Boy? No, but I remember Bob Hope. Oh, I was at this airport the other day. What did you think oh, you of Bob was? Hope? Was he ever there? He has an airport in Burbank now, by the way. Yes, yes, that's where I was. That's why I, I saw the sign. It said Bob Hope. So, uh, did you have a? So you hope you fly into Bob Hope? No, I hope that I not fly into Bob Hope because that is what I see Bob Hope on the sign. What do you think I am, idiot? <laughs> I don't know, Swami. Are you? Let me ask you some questions. See this? I'm. Swami. Rabbi, Rabbi, ask yeah. me whatever you want to ask me. I will, I will. Does that mean I can ask you what you want? I want to. You can, you can also ask me. Okay. People ask me all but, the time. Okay, Rabbi, why don't you ask the Swami a question? May I? I, I would because the Rabbi is sitting here poking me. Yes, please ask a question. And you should see what I'm poking you with. No, you know, no. you know, Rabbi, when I was little boy, I I also wanted to be uh, Jewish. No. Why? Yes. Uh, I went to a rabbi, I said, hey, I want to be Jewish. He said, uh, it'd be $5,000 to be Jewish. I said, you idiot, I give you 500 He said, congratulations, you are now a Jew. That's mean. I don't like that joke. Shame on you for telling that. That's nasty. But, but I don't even amusing. understand that one, rabbi. <laughs> that, that's something they cut out of the Borat movie. All right, but let me ask you something. I saw that, I saw that on a Jewish website. Did you really? All right, it's somehow different when a Jew tells it. So maybe you have, do you have any Jewish blood in you at all? Um, I think uh, I may have some Jewish blood in me. Yes. It was the man who man who wish was wine I had the other day. I, I what did you say? I didn't hear. A little man who shivered wine. A man who shivered the wine. Yes. Yes. So that maybe give me some Jewish blood. No, that gave you some Jewish ajra. <laughs> Basically, yes. 
and then George calories. And gas. And gas. Let me ask you. I'm, I get up in the morning, I can barely move my arm, I can barely move my back, my neck. Meanwhile, you people, you can twist yourselves into pretzels, into shapes. I tried that once, I put my left testicle over my shoulder. How do you do this? Well, the problem was, you put your left testicle. You see, if you were to put the right testicle, you wouldn't have been that uncomfortable. Oh, the wrong so one. next time you have to put... You have to put both testicles over the shoulder. That way, you won't be you won't have the discomfort. But when uh, having two testicles next to your head drive you nuts? Just <laughs> 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 a little rabbinical comedy for you. We're here with Swami Baldy G on the Dave's Gone By Radio program. Now you you this is another thing a Jew would never do. There's no point. We don't have the training. You climbed a mountain. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, you know, last year I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. And I went to Africa and I climbed the mountain. And if you want to hear about the adventure of Kilimanjaro, you can go to my website, which is uh, wajidlive, dot com. Well, I don't want to go to your website to hear about it. You're on my show. Tell me about it. Well, I climbed Kilimanjaro. I do fundraiser, you know? What were you raising money for? I help the money for different charities, and next year I go to Kilimanjaro for feed the children. So I climb Kilimanjaro next year. So if you want to, if you want to donate for the little kitties, you can go to my website and donate. What does climbing a mountain have to do with feeding? If I wanted to climb something, I climb Shoprite. I climb the things, I get food, and I give it to the children. What the hell does a mountain have to do with it? I thought you wanted to climb Farrah Fawcett, Rabbi. Farrah Fawcett. What decade are you living in? <laughs> uh, maybe Jill Hennessy, but no, she's not Jewish. Anywho, what else? So, let's, let's talk spiritually. Are you, are you able to talk in a, in a deep, meaningful, spiritual level, goddammit? Uh, well, uh, my name is not goddammit, it's Swami, by the way. Oh, sorry. I just, I, that's my nickname for everything and everybody. Swami, I apologize for the rabbi. He's a little crude at times. A little? That's, that's okay. Continue. How do we, It's a simple... It's an easy question. How do yeah. we get peace in the Middle East, in India and Pakistan, and how do you work an iPod? Well, you, you know, I remember one rabbi, he was on the wailing wall for many, many years, and he was, uh, he was praying uh, for peace and world enlightenment and everything. And, and I asked the rabbi, I said to him, I said, you were at a wailing wall for nearly 20 years, praying for peace. I said, what do you what do you see in that? He said, well, you know, it looks like I'm really talking to a brick wall. Bum, bum. And you got to so leave these jokes to the Jews. The problem <laughs> is we're never going to get peace in the Middle East unless everybody eats kosher ham. Unless everybody eats a shares a kosher ham. We kosher still ham. haven't decided what is a kosher ham. I think well, uh, he wants to smoke a kosher ham, if you know what I'm saying. I don't know what that everybody means. Everybody eating kosher ham, everybody together, then, then we have peace in Middle East. That's only, where do you live? Where do I live? Mm-hmm. I live in Baltimore. Where do you live? In Baltimore? Oh, you went, did you know John Waters? Who? John Waters. No. You obviously never saw hairspray. He's bald. Of course he never saw hairspray. He lives in Baltimore. Oh, I thought he said Baltimore. Bum, bum, chewy. All right, thank you very much. So we're in Baltimore, and how are the crabs? Do you got crabs? I'm sure he does. Hello? Continue. Yeah, you I'm here. I'm, we're we're I'm doing a radio here. program here, you I'm know. Down right, double Dutch to me. <laughs> double Dutch? Yes. Are we jumping rope? Double Dutch. 
You sound like triple Dutch to me tonight. Triple Dutch? Ooh, my wooden shoes are out. My favorite chocolate. Okay, he asked, where in the Baltimore vicinity do you live? Are you in an ashram or something? Well, near Indiana. And if you've ever had your ashram, do you know just how painful that can be? Near Indiana. But Baltimore, last I learned, was in Maryland. Fairyland? No, I'm not from Fairyland. That is in West Hollywood. But I'm from to you, too. Now, Tim, when you stay away from the Jewish stuff, you're funny. This is good. All right. Let me ask you, Swami. Swami. I, leave, I, leave the Jewish, I leave the Jewish jokes to, to, to you. And uh, hey, you know what they call a Pakistani who lives between two houses? What? Ali. I, what? What? Ali. Ali. Oh, Ali. Get it? Oh! <laughs> that was funny. And if he pays, he's Muhammad Ali. Ethnic joke. You see, I'm not talking Jewish now. I'm talking ethnic. It takes you a little while to figure it out. But what did you laugh? Yay! You're doing great. This is fabulous. Don't we have some Indian music we can play? Oh, I do. I have a little tap to the, the, the sing. I have. A, this is my one. I have sound effects to him. I don't. What kind of sound effect? I got this. This is the sound effect that Dave left in the car. Oh, isn't that wonderful? What is that? It's an airplane. I don't know. It's an India airline. Everything sounds like the ocean to me, Rabbi. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rabbi, let me ask you. I, I, saw, I saw a movie the other day, Fiddler on the Roof. Yes. But why Fiddler on the Roof? Why not? That's why the ultimate Jewish answer, isn't it? I want to know. It is very confusing for Because me. our life is as tenuous as a Fiddler on the Roof. That's right. Now, let me tell you about Anatevka. Anatevka. What if he's getting on the roof and he falls and breaks down and then he sues everybody? I've news for you. He's not sitting. He's standing. He's standing. He's playing his little music. If he falls, he falls. It's Russia. Who's he going to sue? He's going to fall in the snow. He'll get right up. No problem. Okay. I understand. So, have you ever been to India? Uh, well... I, in my last life, I was in India, and my last life before that, I was in India. And what were you in the last couple of lives? And uh, so it's been a few lifetimes, but um, so you've never uh, really. India, India is a very, very nice place. Very so, nice. So wait, place. before you were you reincarnated as some other things in your past lives? Or have you just well, been people? Well, I, uh, I was a. Um, I remember one time I was a. Um, I was a palm tree. In one oh, that's nice. And, Were you a uh, coconut palm or an oil palm? I had, I, had, uh, I remember uh, I, have I, was the tree, I was a palm tree in a tropical island, yeah. and uh, I had uh, bikini-clad ladies who were, uh, who were uh, dr- uh, dr- drinking on my uh, coconut. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I don't. I don't. I pray for that. Hey, let me ask you a question. Here. That was a good life. <laughs> it was a good lie. A very good well, lie. At least you were, you were sick. You were right up there. <laughs> with, with his oily palms. But let me tell you something. How do you pray? What, is, what does your prayer sound like? I mean, I know I, I do a Shmai Yisrael, I do a Hengar, how do you pray? Well, I, um, I give you a very uh, interesting mantra. Would you like to repeat it? I will do, if it doesn't mention Jesus, absolutely. Okay. Well, this, was his, this is sacred uh, Mandarin, ancient Mandarin Chinese mantra. And you have to do, I'd say to you, slowly you repeat it, and then after that you repeat it five times. You do that, Rabbi? Uh, repeat it once and then five more times. Oh, by the way, I have a mantra for you. My old oh, Indian it, mantra. It goes when like done. this. It goes, Rabbi, you go, Owa. Owa. Tagu. Tagu. Siam. Siam. I saw this episode. <laughs> Owa, Gagu, Siam. I get it. <laughs> funny, though. Very funny. 
Where was that from? What what TV show was this? I don't know. I think it was an old laughing laughing comedy thing I saw on TV the other day. That's from the Artie. Artie Johnson used to play uh, a turban head. And I don't mean that in a nasty way. Because uh, turban, well, I kind of do. But it's all right. Artie Johnson, I liked him. So, you, I think, are a millionaire. I thought Jews were supposed to have the money. Who wants to be a millionaire? He does. He is. Is this I true? thought the guy from Price is right. I thought he was a millionaire. He was messing with the models, and then he said, I win this many money, and I win the tropical. Maybe he's a millionaire. No, he only he doesn't get the actual prizes. He just gets like a couple of thousand. And not that I would turn this down. Well, I was listening in. He said, a model come up to him, nice model, and they say, you win car, you win this. Maybe he's a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire. Oh, you're not? I am, am Nicolair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're just putting your five cents in. But, you know, thank you very much. Um, now, are you a healer? Do you help people in that way? Do you do, you do spiritual? No, I'm not a healer as such. I, I learned from my master and I promote his book, You Too Can Heal. And it is a great book. It was written in 1975. And uh, it, it basically says that everybody, every man, woman, and child on planet, they can give healing. Very, very simple. You bring the energy down, you send it out. And if you want to be serious... That is the best way to give healing and to help peace on the world. I keep trying to tell my dogs, you too can heal. But they don't. Nothing. Nothing works for them. <laughs> you have to bring it down and send it out. I don't know. Well, oh, did you have an Indian mantra that you... I'm oh, sorry. What? What? I missed that. What did you say? Catch. 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 I'm a catch. I know I'm a catch. But anyway. So... The hey. rabbi's a little bitter tonight. Why am I bitter? Because you didn't win five thousand dollars on the price. I'm a bitter herb tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But oh, this is this is what everybody's waiting for. It's eleven thirty-one in the evening, and it, it's late enough. We can talk. You know, you're an Indian person. But no you've heard of the Kama Sutra. Have you ever done the tantric stuff? Have you the, the sexual things? I my all my sexual thing consists of begging, basically begging and having children. What about well, you? Well, I do, I do Kama Sutra one day. I do one and a half position, then I have to see chiropractor. I know. This is this. Ain't that the truth? Yes. So I don't know how the heck they do the hundred positions. And, and no, I, I don't know. I, no. uh, then, then again, they have one million, one billion uh, children, one billion people in India. So I guess they know how to do Kama Sutra. <laughs> <laughs> no time. Well, obviously, they don't know birth control, though, but they know the Kama Sutra. Yeah, that's why on a business level, I would have to tell you, do not do not try to uh, invest in condom machine in India. It, you, you will go bust in, in, in two days. Yeah, probably. This is, this is so, so tell me, what, what is up with the cow thing? This is a good question. I love well, kosher meat. I don't like uh, making fun of people's religion, so I, I, I won't mention the cow, except in yoga, manual cow is sacred because as yogis, they derive the milk and the yogurt and the butter to help them reach a spiritual uh, level. So that is why cow is, is regarded as sacred. But huh? then at the same time, people make fun of cow, that is their problem. Okay, well, we will make fun of cow. Can we make fun of sheep? Well, I'm um, uh, <laughs> I make fun of sheep. You can make fun of sheep, but you know, uh, you know that was one of my uh, girlfriends. You know, one no. of my, well, yes, or the, you know, the, then you're in touch with me. You know. Oh, yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> now, now, also, t- tell me. Uh, all, I'm assuming you have relatives in India. Yes, I have uh, three thousand four hundred and twenty-eight. Uh, oh, very nice. This is impressive. You know, I have twenty-two and a half children. 
I'm so proud. No, those, those are just my nephews. <laughs> <laughs> and, and is anyone involved in Bollywood? Bollywood? Oh, yes. I have plenty of people in Bollywood. They, uh, they know they change the costume uh, 20 times in one set and, and, uh, and sing high-pitched noise and, and do dancing. A lot of work. A lot of water scenes. If you, do that, if you really do that in India, you get arrested. Only, only in movies you can do that, you know? Oh. So what is the most weird or dangerous thing that you have done? As a, have you ever set yourself on fire like those monks? Well, I think the most weirdest and dangerous thing that I've ever done is talk to a rabbi in New York. You are not kidding that. Yeah, no question about this. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah. And, and also, have, uh, well, you haven't been to Italy, India, but yet you have tons of relatives there. How does that yes. work? Yes, you know, they breed like flies, you know. They're, they're trying to climb the walls to get in. <laughs> <laughs> India. India, yes. So, you know, you so, can uh, go to my website, www.indian.com. Indian what? Indian.com, that's your website. No, no, it's no, you're Rabbi, Rabbi, calm down. Indian Live. No, MajidLive.com. His name is Wajid, but we call him Swami. W-A-J-I-D? Yes. L-I-V-E.com. Yes, we've established that. This is exciting. Let's talk more about his website. My website. Can they win fabulous cash prizes? You made guest appearance on Dave Gambai. He played your website. <laughs> well, will Dave's gone by have a link to your website? Uh, eventually, uh, at some point. No, maybe, I don't know. I well, you have a link I'm to Dave gone by web, on your website. Not a web masturbator. What? What? Ooh. I missed that. What did I I'm sorry, we are still in webmaster. I'm sorry. I thought he's talking about sheep again. This is a very No, he's talking something about fishing, I, I believe. I think the web masturbators are the one who watch the pornographic on the web. Oh, no. oh, oh. I, oh I, 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 I missed this. Webmaster is somebody who makes the website. Is that correct? This is correct. Yes. Now, can I ask you about Nirvana? Who? Nirvana. Is Kurt Cobain. Oh, very, good, very good pop group. I like them. Okay. No, but have you... Re- Notice we came up with the same joke at the same time. Okay, yes. So, but have you reached any of the levels towards Nirvana? Well, I try to reach a very high level of spiritual Nirvana, but uh, I eat too much popcorn. Popcorn is bad? Yes. Or yes. bubblegum was that? Popcorn or bubblegum? Yes. Watch popcorn. I, I watch. Uh, I watch. Uh, you know, uh, uh, old reruns of Mission Impossible and oh. eat popcorn. So very hard for me at night to reach Nirvana. Oh, you know, I hear Oprah's going. Oprah is reaching the. Oprah's level? reaching Nirvana. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Does Oprah reach two hundred pounds? I think she passed two hundred pounds and she's on Oprah my... is. Don't don't you mess with Oprah. Why can't we mess with Oprah? Because she can squash each and every one of us. By sitting on us. I love, no, I, she's lovely. She you, lost a lot of weight. Pounds, she would definitely squash me. <laughs> no, she lost a lot of weight. And, yeah, and like all the people who help her die have books. <laughs> no, she looks lovely. Oprah's a wonderful person. We love Oprah. She's queen of the world. And she could be president if she, if she ran for president. I bet you she could win. Would no. you vote for Oprah? Are you asking me? You're asking, let's ask the Swami. I'm asking the Swami. Can you can vote, so it's, yes, yeah, so. Are you in America? Oprah, Oprah, if she give me brand new car like she give to people <laughs> on show, I would definitely vote for her. Oh. I need a new car. I have 93 Subaru with 165,000 miles. <laughs> what do you do for your free car, I would vote for her. I would say president immediately. And six families living in the trunk. This is, this what do you do for your Subaru? 
Um, so let me let me uh, wrap this up by asking one more question of what is something that would surprise people about the life of a Swami? Well, the thing that well, you see, my message as Baldi G is is to is to inspire the shiny domes around the planet. You see, all the Baldis. That is what that is my message. I'm I'm trying to inspire shiny domes around the planet. So that would be your form of enlightenment. <laughs> That that is that is my message. Yes, I uh, that is that is Swamiji's message is to is to is to help everybody on the planet to gain enlightenment. Okay. Now I I heard that you live way down upon the Swa- Swami River. Is this true? You stole my other joke. <laughs> I didn't steal it. I made that one up. You made it. Hello. I didn't even the name that. of this show is called Way Down Upon the Swami. That is the actual name of this episode of Dave's Done Life. Thank you very much. The Swami? You know, this, uh, this lady said, said that to me the other day. I, I declined because she was too expensive. Oh, <laughs> she was $12. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I can't. See, see, what what Rabbi doesn't understand, I'm very bright. I make lots of money on the prices, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Swami, now, now is the time when you are welcome to push one more time your website. Tell everyone. And your book I, and your I, movie. Tell, I tell the listeners if they want uh, if they want to buy a book, you too can heal, learn healing. Then they can go to website w a j i d l i v e wajidlive dot com. Wajidlive dot com. People can also see you have a very cool website. I saw you on there. Uh, you a little bit part on the Jay Leno program. There's uh, some of you doing the, the stand up coming on the cabaret. Very entertaining. Very good stuff. I don't know why you were so crappy on this show, but usually you're very Rabbi, good. I'm he kidding. was very good on this show. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're beautiful. I love you. And, you know, not in any kind of way where you could marry into my family because you're Goyish. But for a Goy, you're not bad. I have to say this. Well, for a rabbi, I think you're okay. Oh, you, oh, it's a love fest. I, I love this. If we could spread this to I the feel like East. Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank I you. The, I think the Swami and the rabbi should go on the road. Oh, <laughs> oh the Swami and the rabbi should be friends. Well, we'll be, be killed by neo-Nazis and the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> oh, no, no, we, we put top hat and we put, uh, uh, we put a tailored suit and we go on the road and we do the Swami, Swami uh, Baldiji and rabbi show. I think you should. I, I think it, it would kind of be like young Frankenstein. <laughs> who, would, who would be the monster or me? <laughs> no question, I would be the monster. Anyway. First you got to have swamis and rabbis. you got to have friends. That's terrible. That's not even, it's got nothing to do with anything. Rabbi, you don't like anything. No, I don't. I'm a miserable, miserable middle-aged man. But, but Swami, it's been fun yeah. talking you're, to you. You are singing Swami, Swami. So let me, let me reply. If I were a rich man, you wouldn't be living in a Subaru, would you? <laughs> if you were a rich, rich, rich man, super, 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 Subaru. I say, if I were a rich man, I would not need a Subaru, Subaru, Subaru. That's it, Swami. Super. You, have, you really have been a delightful guest. Thank you so much. Please welcome back to the neighborhood anytime, Swami Baldi G. Bendy G also. I appreciate it. Shalom, shalom, peace, and shalom. And what do I say to you? What's your word? Shalom. Uh, you said namaste. 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 Yes. Yeah, namaste. No, no mustache. There for you. Hang on. No mustache. Have a good night. And we will yeah, be right night. back with more of the Dave's Gone By radio program with Dave and, and, and Jeff. Right after. Okay, good night. Bye-bye. <laughs> 
from Inside Broadway, brought to you by Total Theaters Performing Arts Insider, your everything theater guide. As we are inside Broadway with me, Dave, and Jeff Goodman. Hello, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff is, is somehow mocking my speech. I may, I may have to wait. Let's do. Uh, the rabbi is busy nailing Jeff's hands to a wooden cross at the moment. Jesus Christ, superstar. Is it Broadway already? Actually, uh, they're not reviving that one yet, but um, there is talk. They did a really bad revival a couple of years ago. Well, it wasn't really. That was more of a touring kind of concert thing. But they are thinking now of reviving what pop musical that's very much in the public mind and the public consciousness. Because... It's on our screens. Jeff? Tick-tock, tick-tock. It's on our screens? Yeah. All over America. Oh, that's it. And we'll be in... Con- well, actually, oh. won't be in contention on the... Uh, Isn't it Greece? You're the one that I want? That's on a small screen, but... Well, obviously, they are reviving Greece. But there is talk now, um, after it had cooled down for about a year or so, of reviving Dreamgirls. As a Broadway oh, yeah. show, because um, what happened was there was all this talk about it about a year and a half ago, and then they toned it down because the movie was going to come out, and they wanted to see how it was going to do and cool everything until it was released. And um, was, what, what do you, what, Jeff, you're looking at me. Sort I'm of, hearing snowplows outside. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we finally got our first snowfall, and we're stuck out in Babylon, Long Island. It's going to be a long ride home tonight. No, we're not in Babylon. It says on the show that we're in Freeport. Yeah, right. Okay. Anywho, <laughs> where, where, come on, let's do, let's do Inside Broadway. I didn't yeah. say anything. I was just listening. I heard a snowplow. Yeah, I saw your eyes go, ooh. Anywho. Um, that was the eyes of Laura Mars. John Braglio, who's the lawyer for all these, these kinds of things, or this particular show, mm-hmm. says now that the movie's out, it's a big hit they can talk again seriously about bringing the Henry Krieger musical and you know, to Broadway. You know, you know what happens when they bring it back? What? They're just not going to nominate it either. <laughs> <laughs> and well, yeah, but that time, I'll bet they bring What's-Her-Name back as, as recompense for not casting her in the movie. Jennifer Holliday. Will she be too old? Yeah. She's also totally gospel now, isn't she? Well, I know, but I'm sure if they asked her, to do Effie on Broadway again. You don't think she would drop gospel maybe like Little Richard? And isn't she thin now? Is she really? Yeah. I think well, she, so. she's not. All right, maybe she's thinner. Maybe she got the operation. <laughs> she got the staple. From not a staple. They just cut out your whole. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Okay. Uh, someone who no amount of surgery will help. The Phantom of the Opera. Oh well. well yeah. Well, well, how does he get plastic surgery? He's been working now for 20 years. He, 19. Well, 19. That's the thing. Phantom of the Opera turns 19 years old, or turned on January 26th. Opened 
back in 1988, and it has played nearly 8,000 performances. It is the longest-running show in Broadway history, and it's playing at where? The Majestic. The Majestic Theater, the Andrew Lloyd Webber. Remember, folks, this is not a Webber Rice show. It's Andrew Lloyd Webber <coughs> with Charles Hart and Richard Stilgo. You know, I forgot that. Yeah, people think of it, oh, it's, it's Webber and Rice. It's not. You know. Um, Ooh, Dave, interesting fact. Little factoid, yeah. Here's another little fact of uh, people who want to know what's happening off-Broadway in the coming weeks, since this is inside Broadway. So why not talk about off-Broadway? <laughs> yeah, right. Why not? It's my show. I can do what I, what I please. Wallace Shawn is back. Really? Yeah. He's doing a solo show, an old one of his, called The Fever, at the Acorn Theater on Theater Row, which is... Oh, all the way down nice. 42nd. It's nice now. They redid that theater. It's beautiful. There's like six different theaters in this one yeah, building. It's really Very nice. mellow, very quiet. It's not, it's not uh, what I would call it. It's elegant. right next door to the little Schubert. Yes. And a couple, I mean, it's still theater row. Yeah. And they still got to do something with the Hausman. But it's, at least they built some of it up again. And that's a nice place to go see a bunch of things. Yeah. It's a nice little The lobby. parking lot's right across the street. Very mellow. So anyway, Wallace Shawn is doing, uh, it's opening tomorrow, Monday the uh, 29th, running through early March. And this is the plot of the fever. An anonymous narrator wakes up in a war-torn country with a terrible fever, and he's unable to reconcile the privilege that he previously enjoyed with his current surroundings. Now, everybody knows um, Sean, I guess, from The Princess Bride. He's, if you don't know who I'm talking about, he's a little bald guy with a squeaky voice. You, you, if you saw him in a minute, you know exactly who I mean. And, yeah. and he also wrote the execrable play, Anthony and Lemon, which was revived a couple of years ago. And he did that horrible adaptation of Three Penny Opera last year. But hey, <laughs> he deserves one more. If he strikes out a third time, I'm, I'm just writing him off. I'm not even going to watch him when he's on TV anymore. But, uh, he's such a lovable. Oh, and of course, My Dinner with Andre. That's what people know him best from. And he also, I think, played a dog in some of my best friends with Ted Knight. Really? Yeah. Was, you mean the voice of a dog or the... No, actual? an actual dog on stage he played. I believe it. In some, a, a play called... I remember it was Ted Knight's last Broadway performance. I think only... That was a Broadway show? Yeah, it was with some of my best friends. I believe it was at the Longacre Theater. Oh, wow. And, uh, and, and Wallace Shawn played his dog. I did not... You know what I also didn't know when we were doing sort of a quick obit last week on Art Buckwald, since I wasn't particularly familiar with him, mm-hmm. forgot to totally mention that he wrote... A Broadway play. Do you know what the name is? And, and it actually ties in with what we were talking about with Swami Baldiji. I forgot. I, I did, I did read it. A play called Sheep on the Runway. You said that, I think. Did I mention yes, that? Yes, I think oh, okay, you did. So. so you're not as stupid as you think. I'm just, I'm just forgetful now. That's right. My middle age. Well, what do you want? Well, I'm 43 now, so I, I guess I get to forget. Well, hopefully you'll live to 86, so this is Thanks. middle age. Only 86? you. At least 86. Thank you. That's better. Thank you very much. If you only live to 50, you're on the way to old age. All right. Anyway, one more thing before we get to the reviews on Inside okay. Broadway. One other show that's going to be opening um, on this Tuesday by Richard Nelson. He's the guy who wrote Some Americans Abroad, and he has a play about the life, the family life, of Frank Lloyd Wright. Apparently, as brilliant an architect and designer as he was, was not the best father of a dysfunctional family. So, pretty good cast there. Peter Weller, Harris Eulin, and Mary Beth Fisher starring at Playwrights Horizons. That's also right down there in that Theater Row area on 42nd mm-hmm. Street. Again, opening Tuesday, play called Frank's Home. Also, isn't um, Prelude to a Kiss opening? 
so quickly? Or it's, or it's starting previews, at least. May start, yeah, probably starting previews either this week or next. So that's coming with, um, and, who's and in there? That's the guy from Cheers. Uh, no, John, John Mahoney. John Mahoney. And I don't know the girl that, that well. I don't know either. But anyway, but and anyway. also there's um, uh, Voyage, the the, uh, the second... March. Uh, well, that may start previews now, but again, I think oh. Voyage isn't... That's the, the third... Actually, Voyage was the first, Shipwreck was the second, and then um, either Rescue or Recovery or something like that is the third episode of the, the Tom Stopper trilogy. Oh, okay. But anyway, that's not for a couple of weeks. So anyway, Spring got, Awakening still playing. Yes. Got some reviews, and, and you're going to be on The Price is Right tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> and I'll stop talking now. Gee, do you have, Dave, do you have any reviews for us? I do, but after this message. Yes, Performing Arts Insider, proud sponsors... Or at least they were proud until this episode. <laughs> um, but you know, the music is very classy there. Well, isn't it? Isn't that so, so... I forget what show it's It's like from. the Million Dollar Movie. Yeah. Yeah, very very nice. Very uh, grand. I I'd rather that. bowl for dollars, though. <laughs> or, or, or spin for dollars. Or bowl for Columbine. Anyway, I saw, saw two shows this week. I want to tell everybody about them. Oh, Dave, what would you see? I saw on Broadway a revival of Brian Friel's play Translations, which is a uh, very... Um, it's a very, very good play. I thought it, when I was going in, I thought classic, great play, because he is a great, truly great writer, one of our greatest living playwrights. But almost, almost, at least in this production, but not quite. It's got not a famous cast, but they went for a cast of people who were actually Irish, which is kind of nice. And they I usually got to. Well, usually they have to import half American, half, or they bring the whole Irish cast for a couple of weeks, and then they'll have to go away. And Equity will bring in Americans. So they've got Neil Buggy, Alan Cox, Geraldine Hughes, Graham Malcolm. I mean, it's a, and it's a very good and well-directed piece. And it's all about how this little town, Ballybeg, that um, Frill writes about a lot, back in the 1830s, they were left alone. They have this little hedge school, they call it, where the teacher teaches everything in Gaelic and Latin. Thank you very much. Yep. I'm just giving you the sounds of a babbling brook. For, for yeah, because I don't have that on this little CD thing. So a little babbling. They have brooks, they have streams. It's this idyllic, truly kind of area. Only problem is the British have found out about it, and they're coming with map makers to change the names of all the little towns, the little rocks and the stones and the pathways, and to map it, basically, for taxation, even though these people are barefoot and have nothing. So they send two cartographers to the province, one of them doesn't speak any English, uh, excuse me, any Gaelic at all, doesn't speak the local language, and the other does, and so he's there as a translator. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is about the uh, the translations of these people, of who speaks English, who does not, and how they communicate or can't with each other. It's a very layered piece, often very funny. It's also slow in kind of the first half, but you get into it, and you build with it, and then, of course... Something bad happens. Some, you know, there's this beautiful, wonderful romance that owes its its a, a beautiful scene that they have to John Millington scene and Playboy of the Western World. And I think it, it's not a direct quotation, but you, if you know both plays, you can see it there. And so after that, it, you figure, oh, okay, it's going to be romantic, but something bad's going to happen. And of course, something pretty terrible does in the second act. And then it becomes, what will happen to this village? What will happen to these people? And Friel makes it clear what will, but I think he makes a bad choice with the final scene, which is this theatrical kind of poetic denouement that almost feels like the penultimate scene. 
except he ends it there. There, there should be something else after it. And so the audience, which I think would have been really like applauding into it otherwise, kind of came to the end of the play, and we were kind of like applauding but not really excited it's like about a, it. Oh, there it is. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that was good, and well, I'm glad I paid attention, but somehow I wish I were more touched or moved by it, because in portions of the play, you are. And you really think, oh, you know, because I'll take free love or stopper at any time. Because I, 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 I don't feel that when I see a stopper. You know play. how I know that? How? Because real plays have a denouement. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it does have a... Stopper plays will have a denouement, too, but at least along the way, the real play actually gave a crap about the character. But when you, when you talk about anybody but real, you don't give them a denouement. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, so do I recommend translations? I do. But it is fairly qualified, and I thought it would be a rave. So I'm a little disappointed on that level. I really expected that the play would just carry me and be like, oh, it's another Lunasa, it's another... You know. And is that playing at the Biltmore Theater? It is on West 47th Street. I love it. Is it brought to you just by the Manhattan Theater Club? It certainly where, is. Where you can get a subscription series and save tons of money on Broadway shows. Yeah, because they have an off-Broadway house on, on City Center, mm-hmm. and they bought the Biltmore, so they do these season things where you see some at the off-Broadway and some at the Broadway. Have a... Have a what are two, yeah, what is, and what a bargain that is, is what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, have just a couple of minutes, but I did want to also mention some one acts that I saw what at Urban think? Stages uh, called Estimated Time of Arrival. And they were all not really about travel. They were about uh, young people or middle-aged people, couples, dating, the whole, pretty much what half the one acts ever written are about. <laughs> Two people. Nothing particularly special about it. There were some cute moments, some good writing, most of them... And where is our stages? <clears throat> unfinished. It's one of the most convenient theaters ever. It's 259 West 30th Street. It's one block from Penn Station. Yeah. <laughs> and then also for everybody, yeah, I mean, it's not a for bad Long location. For all our listeners. Yeah, well, anybody can go to also Penn Station and grab a subway anywhere else. So Except for those of us who are listening on DFSX, DFSX Radio. You mean out of New York. Yeah, then if you're, if you're living in Philadelphia or Florida... Not quite so no, easy. Philadelphia, they can go right into Penn Station. You're right. See, there you go. But anyway, let me let me just mention a couple of things. Um, a couple of the plays in this series. It was Please called Asked to Make a Time of Arrival. As I said, most of them felt like either Act One of a longer play or just sort of unfinished. And I know one act plays are tough because if you make them funny, they feel like sketches rather than plays. And if they're not funny, you start to develop things, and it's too short for it to really go anywhere. So that's kind of what happened with most of these plays. But uh, there's a, a one called Hang Up by Anthony Minghella, the guy who wrote um, The English Patient. And that mm. kind of goes on and on a bit, but there's a twist in it. You that hang kind up. of made me snap my neck a little bit and go, oh, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. And it worked. So that was neat. And then the, the last one by uh, a writer named Amy Fox called The Man Who Didn't Own a Hat Shop. It was, it was very cute. I mean, again, it was too Did he only short, have too little. No, that was the point. There were two people who were making up fanciful stories when they met in an airport. So they, oh, cute. And that's how they met. Cute so he was not cute. a milliner. No, he, milliner, very good. No, was haberdasher, right? I think milliner's ladies' hats and haberdasher's men's hats. Aha, that's right, because Harry Truman was a haberdasher, and who was and, and Dolly Levy was a, a milliner. On Dave's gone by. Hey, we've got only a couple of minutes left. So, but you know what the best thing to see is? What's that? 
tomorrow at 11 a.m. There's a wonderful <laughs> little show called The Price is Right on oh, Channel yeah. 2. Yeah. <laughs> it is very dramatic tomorrow. Good. good. Trust me, there'll be a big fat man running down the aisle. <laughs> 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 Somebody catch him before he makes a bad bid. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, actually, we'll talk just a little bit more about Price is Right, but let's, let's get our final commercials out of the oh, way. I'm sorry. And we'll be back with the end, uh, but only for this week, because we'll be back next week. The temporary end of Dave's Gone By. Right after these. We've just been inside Broadway, thanks to TotalTheater.com and Performing Arts Insider. Terrific indeed, and it has been, I think, a terrific fun show, as it usually is, when Jeff Goodman is my co-host, but I also want to thank some other people. I want to thank, of course, my wife, Joyce, for all her love and support, as I do every single week. And I want to thank Swami Baldy G, a.k.a. Wajid. Go find out more about him. There's a serious side to the guy who does this, and then the silly side that is Swami Baldy G. But it's all at uh, wajidlive.com. And I want to thank also our sponsors of this fine, fine program. Hewlett Minuteman Press, the copy kings of Broadway, 1315 Broadway to be exact. And 10% off for Dave's Come listeners. There's Jeff's company, which is... Fancy Schmancy Balloons. And people, what's that phone number again? That would be 516-797-3229. Yeah, and mortgagesrock.com, where people find out how to help your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers get mortgages, get bank loans. Make money off their loan. That's it. And Performing Arts Insider. (coughs) The Bible of Broadway. Yes. But since 1944, I've been told. Really? Yeah. And also, you know, I do want to thank once again, we had our, um, our lovely New Year's spectacular craptacular uh, and on it's actually station. repeating on me that's why we're thinking about <laughs> is it real oh really it's repeating on you <laughs> <sighs> why is it repeating on you Jeff the food which was delicious <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely way to give a nice nod to the people who provided the food who is this Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the Taco Bell I had earlier. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No, the food at the... the um, Galaxy Caterers? Was absolutely delicious. So thank you guys so much and for that. And he's on Route 109 in Farmingdale. I know, in Farmingdale. In, no, in um, Lindenhurst. And Galaxy you can reach Caterers. him at 631-957-9595. One more time. You can call Larry at, on Route 109 in Lindenhurst at the Galaxy Caterers at five, uh, 631. I always say 516. Yeah. 631. Nine five seven nine five nine five, and please don't forget to see me, Jeff Goodman, on The Price Is Right, who will be coming up cold on down tomorrow morning <laughs> at eleven o'clock. So don't miss it. Eleven o'clock, channel two. This is this is New York time, and we're talking about Monday, January twenty ninth, is when this is going to, which it is right now. It's twelve o'clock. Because you will hear those the five nicest words I've ever heard on on television. Come, Jeffrey Goodman, come, come on, on down. On. Hey, I want to do a couple of shout-outs. First, first of all, I also want to tell everyone, if you're driving, please slow down. There's some snow out there, probably a little icy conditions, so please be careful if you've got us on the radio. I mean, or if you're going out now. If you're out there now, I hope you're already driving you know, cautiously. Uh, Shout-out to the folks at His Mighty Robot. They finally, finally released uh, their new CD, The Conflict, in early December. Absolutely. Might get them back on the, uh, the program. Uh, Peter Tork, former monkey and also a guest on this show. He has a new CD with his band Shoe Suede Blues. 
It's called Cambria Hotel, and it was released on my birthday back on January 23rd. So, PeterTork.com. How was your birthday, Dave? It was very nice. We went out to eat. Nothing, nothing special, but it was fun. Thank you very much. That was last. It's so long it's ago. It's gone by. <laughs> exactly. That's Dave's birthday gone by. And uh, some reminders. You can catch a vintage Dave's Gone By episode every Thursday night and every Saturday night at 11, thanks to Live365.com. Find out more at davesgoneby.org. It's, it's streaming on your computer. It's free Thursday nights and Saturday nights at 11. You can also always hear our 100th episode on theaterpod.com. It's continuously running. Yeah, or, or you can hit it at any time. So you just go there, you as can listen to the, the podcast. As opposed to Dave hit me on that. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, yeah. Um, I was itch-slapped. Ooh. Ooh. Anywho, uh, the big time. Let's tell people about the big time, even though it's a couple of weeks before they can hear it. Because we're being preempted by some sort of reggae fest? A reggae fest. <laughs> reggae fest. Reggae. Bob Marley, Toots and the Maytals, all that stuff. I like reggae music, but I don't think it needs a freaking marathon. But yes, they're doing it at our other station. And certainly, it's not better than we are. No, certainly not. So we're not going to be on this Friday. We're so much better than Reggae Fest. (laughs) We're better than any fest. We are a festival all in ourselves. All in ourselves. We're Woodstink. (laughs) 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 But anyway, the big time would normally air this coming Friday morning from 3 until 6.30 a.m. However, it's it's preempted. We will be back, or I will be back on February 16th on WUSB. next week is going to be a special episode of of Dave's Gone By. It's going to be Jets Going Bye Bye. (laughs) Well, you you will be with us here on this show. Yes, and the next next Dave's Gone By is going to be Jets Going Bye Bye. Okay, yeah, we're not spending the whole show on that. Yes, we are. No, we're not. The anyway. entire episode is dedicated to me. Okay. Jeff Goodman, contestant, former, contestant, at that point, former contestant on The Price is Right. <laughs> <laughs> Future contestant on Concentration. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> 6 And we have some other great guests coming up. We've got, um, let's see, Jay Jacobs is uh, going to be talking about his book about Tom Waits. We've got former police chief, well, chief detective and uh, chief of police... Lou Talano will be a uh, guest on in the neighborhood. And me, Jeff Goodman. We'll talk about my Price is Right episode. Well, that's next week. Over and over and over. These are later episodes. I just turned off Jeff's microphone just for a moment. Uh, we've got Stanley Newman, who is uh, the crossword puzzle editor for Newsday. Turn my microphone back. Oh, back okay. Um, he's <laughs> going to be on just around the time when they have that big crossword puzzle contest. In, um, oh. I think Connecticut or somewhere. Darn, I'm going to miss that, huh? <laughs> you know, I think you'll be back for that one. Oh. It's in March. Oh. And also, this is going to be amazing. The rabbi will be back with a love and sex therapist. Like That's Dr. coming Ruth? for Valentine's Day. So do not oh, I'm miss, gonna miss that. that. Well, I'm going to have to call you from Thailand just, and, for that. just to listen in. Anyway, we will be back. I can listen to that on DFXX Radio in Thailand. Um, no, you can listen to that on. WGBB in Thailand. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> WGBB GBB broadcast in Thailand. If you don't understand, how am I supposed to explain this to everybody else? That, that WGBB streams live, so you can hear our show every Sunday night. You hear the pre-show at 10.30, Dave's Gone By at 11, live streaming on AM 1240 WGBB.com. We are, by the way, WGBB Freeport. Yeah. Except in Thailand, because we'll be streaming at 12.30 in the afternoon ah. on Monday. There you go. 
So you, that's when you could listen. Or yeah. 11.30. Um, yeah, DFSX plays older shows, vintage episodes. Oh, I'm sorry. So that's why you wouldn't hear the next anyway. one. Okay. We gotta go! Um, we, we got some gospel to do. That's right. We and, and we're going to pray that everyone watches CBS. Channel 2, at 11 a.m., <laughs> watching The Price is Right, uh, with Jeff. You know, I'm going to squeeze that in. in. Oh, okay, <laughs> squeeze it in again, because we Thank cannot you. promo The Price is Right too many times. Yeah, we can. <laughs> we'll be back next Sunday, February 4th, 2007, with the 206th episode of Dave's Gone By. So Ooh. until then, don't miss your days going by. This is Dave Lefkowitz. And Jeff Goodman, who's going to be on The Price is Right. <laughs> saying good night. Tomorrow morning, watch The Price is Right. And, as the Swami might say, may you be one with everything and two with just sausage and pepperoni. And gone by The Price is Right. (laughs) 